Vulnerability is way different than weakness, isn't it? Vulnerability and weakness are two different yeah. things. Yeah. So how do you? I actually you think presi- vulnerability is is a is a um, being authentically vulnerable. I think is a strength because it enables empathy. It enables connection. They want what's real, um, and 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 I want them to know what's real because if they know what's real and they understand that context. Mm-hmm. then they can put their creative thinking in and come up with ideas of their own to help. Welcome to ProCo 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This podcast connects people who love Colorado with stories and lessons of Colorado's world-class entrepreneurs. All my guests believe that Colorado is different, that success feels different here, and that's why ProCo 360's tagline is Live, Work, Love Colorado. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Dan Koningsberg, founder and CEO of CampMinder, a company that has developed technology for camps, think like summer camps for kids. And you may think, I'm never going to run a summer camp, so why? Why would I care? Well, you know, actually, it's kind of funny. While I was researching CampMinder, I almost wanted to run a camp. It was pretty cool. So I'm excited to talk with Dan because they have created a product that seems like a no-brainer in a tight niche. And to me, that's like the holy grail in business. You know, a company that's developed, um, you know, this a niche that um, uh, that its customers really, really want to have. And they've also developed a community of customers, which further sort of locks things in. So I think there's a lot to be inspired and in talking about. So Dan, thanks for being on Proco 360. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So how good was my intro about what you do? Tell us about CampMinder. Yeah, I thought it was a good high-level intro. You know, CampMinder, I founded CampMinder in 2001. So we're pushing 19 years now. It was the, I started it while I was in college. Really? That's a long time for a tech company. It certainly feels that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I went to summer camp. My dad and uncle went to summer camp in 1947. I ultimately um, went to camp and was a counselor at camp and did some administrative work and saw the way they were operating, really one of the top summer camps in the country, and realized that there's got to be a better way to do it using internet-based technologies. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately built a network of some of the top summer camps in the world and learned their best practices and built technology systems around those ideas so that I could help other camps and the so, whole industry. So when you started it, did you did you start the business or did you go to these other summer camps and say, wow, this is really archaic. And if we get our ideas together, we can build something? I wish I were that smart. Oh, huh. I just kind of had this concept and I it was more of like a feeling. Like it feels like if my camp needs something like this, then probably yeah. other camps like them would as well. And were you were you right right away? I was right right away, although it felt like it took longer yeah. than I maybe I thought it would. So okay, I get it, and it. I mean, to us now, you know, nine, nineteen years ago, it seems like kind of an obvious thing. Like summer camp should have some kind of technology because you've got all these modules now for booking, for recruiting counselors, for scheduling counselors, for booking uh, um, campers and stuff. Right. Sure. What are, so, was it as obvious then as it is now? Well, it, it was obvious to me, but yeah. I, but no, the answer is no. You know, software as a service is ubiquitous now. It's everywhere. There's a name for it called yeah. software yeah. as a service. When I founded CampMinder and I made my first contract, it was we were an application service provider. Software wow. as a service was not a thing. So did they want to like buy the software and you said, ah, not so fast? Well, it, it, 
No, well, kind of. It was like people didn't understand the idea of like licensing the right to use something. Like people were used to installing software on their computer in 2001. Yeah. So um, I, I saw this concept. To me, it was very clear. Wow, but a recurring revenue model before. That's kind of cool. And And to be clear, I mean, you've got some... I mean, you got a number of modules, right? Is this CampMinder software? Yes. So, so owners of camps or directors of camps, whatever, license your software. Do they license it all, or can they pick and choose modules? But they pretty much license it all. It's like you get you get this whole package. Yeah. There are pieces that are that you know are auxiliary, right? Say. But but it, it's like sort of basic stuff. There's the accounting stuff. There's the uh, scheduling stuff. All that, right? I mean, it's foundational stuff that most of us would think. Of course, anybody has it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's one of the questions I have. Usually the first player in a technology space comes in, sort of opens the market, and then other people overtake them with better stuff. And you've been at this though for a whole long time and people have not like right. displaced you and thrown you on the curb. So how does that happen? I think that happens by, in my case, I think brute force and passion and you know, really hard work and really taking care of our clients the right way. Um, you know, we've been really intentional about never forsaking our values to make money. Um, and we offer, we continue to offer a lot and we kept building and building and building on our system, yeah. not really charging much more for the things as we built them. And yeah, you know, it seems that would be consistent. I mean, people don't go into the summer camp business to become rich. I mean, they're don't. trying to make a living, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're trying to make a living. I think that, that people have warm memories in their own hearts about what summer camp might have been for them. I think that people feel really good about doing great things for children and giving children and staff these growth experiences. Um, you know, it's certainly not, you know, a big money business. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about the motivations of your customers, you know, wanting to... I mean, can you think of examples of how your software specifically has sort of affected the success of some of your customers? I definitely can. I mean, one thing I was actually surprised about, uh, we, we never had a marketing person at CampMinder until a couple years ago, and like, everything was happening word of mouth. And when we finally hired a marketing person, Travis, he was doing some research to market CampMinder, yeah. and he uncovered that the like over the duration of a camp's timeline with Campminder, on average, our clients have increased their revenue by forty two percent. Wow! So that was a huh. that's a specific example that just popped into my head as you asked me that. Do they tell you like how Campminder helped them achieve that? Well, yeah. I mean, you have you have to put yourself. Imagine that you have this complicated business you know, where you're dealing with registering people and you don't really have tools for that. You have to collect all these forms from families who aren't paying attention and don't do what yep. you need them to do. Um, you got to coordinate your transportation. You got to figure out how to like match kids together in cabins or bunks and you have to hire your staff and you have to manage alumni and all this stuff is happening. And if you're doing that in all sorts of different spreadsheets and nothing is integrated together, so much of your time is just evaporating. Yeah. Well, I, would, uh, I want to talk a little yeah. bit later about some of the things you actually do to help them sell and make money. First, though, listeners know that I dwell on this over and over. I love, I mean, I love, love, love a great niche. Yeah. And you guys seem to be in a great niche. Do you see it that way, too? I mean, a defendable oh, niche? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a great niche for so many reasons. I mean- not the least of which is that I get to work with really incredible people, you know, 
who are very like kind and generous and caring and yeah. treat us well. But as far as like from a business perspective, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is not an attractive business necessarily for like Silicon Valley, right? Like this yeah. isn't yeah. where they're looking, you know, but for, for us, you know, we can be very specialized in an area that we care about that's meaningful to us and we can make a big difference. And, you know, we can meet the needs of people in a, you know, to a very high degree. Well, one of the things I, I consider when I was thinking about this interview is like, okay, you've got this button down suite of software as a service. Have you thought about like relabeling it, repackaging it for a different application that would work kind of this way? But, you know, have you done that? Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that we've thought about. Um, and, and I think that there are components of what we've built that definitely can be repurposed for other things. And in fact, one of our innovations is patent pending, and it's about to, you know, be a full blown, a full blown patent um, called the Unified Person Record. Wow, which what's has, that about? So, you know, as a camp, um, you know, think about my camp. It was founded in 1947. Um, my dad and uncle went there. You have this multi generational history, and, and by the way, there are camps that go back to the early 1900s. Oh yeah, I think of the the Catskill, blah blah blah, Absolutely. that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. So when you are interacting, let's say, with a family, let's say you're interacting with me, because now I have five-year-old twins, and before I know it, my Ah. kids are going to be gone for the summer at camp, right? I won't ask you which one, because that would cause big problems, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, if you're you're interacting with Dan Konigsberg, it's interesting to know that he's the parent of a lead but also to be able to see in one place that his dad, Bob Konigsberg, was a former camper for four years, you know, wow. from 1947 to 1951. And, yeah. he, and, and maybe his uncle, uh, Donnie, was also a camper. But you then like he the Ancestry.com of camps? In a way, yeah. You know, with, with so much more, de- with so much detail, right? Like, you can, you can go to Dan Konigsberg's record and see that, in, you know, he was a camper from 1989 to 1996. And what that bunk, you wet the bed? That I wet the bed, <laughs> you know, several times and was embarrassed. It's all there. Um, <laughs> well, how is that? Okay, so how is that a patentable thing? It's a patentable thing because of the unique and creative way that we made it easy for people to absorb that information about Dan um, at a glance. Huh. Uh, there, there's a tile system where I can like visually through the use of colors and two letter abbreviations of statuses understand very uh, quickly huh. that Dan was a former camper and a former staff member and That's the parent interesting. of the lead. Yeah. And I could see amazing ways to use that in marketing and in tailoring experiences. And, you know, we see that you were on a canoe trip and, you know, did you know that we're starting that program here at camp, whatever. And, there That's are, kind of interesting. There are very powerful ways that all of this wow. data could be used that That's, you know we haven't even scra- uh, scraped the surface of. Well, hey, I want to remind listeners, this is Proco360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Dan Konigsberg, founder and CEO of Camp Minder, a company that's developed technology for camps, an amazing reminder of what delivering great product in a defined niche can do for any of us and in any of our 
our businesses. And this is a great time to thank our sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, Microstar Keg Logistics, Kinsley Meetings, and Total Coaching Systems. These great service companies support Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and they support this show. Thanks also to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce for its support for me and ProCo360. So getting back to to Camp Minder, Dan, and that, you know, let's talk about the idea of being um, a product that's really more than a product, even more than a service. You're sort of the leader of a community of your customers, right? Talk about that. Yeah, um, that's a very important part of our of our value proposition, really. Um, you know, going back to the very beginning, uh, I was fortunate to have relationships with the leading group in the summer camp industry, people who like fill their beds at camp year after year after year and found myself privy to all kinds of great ideas and ways that people went about creating those sorts yeah. of businesses. If only we could do this or if only we do if only yeah, if only if only and I and you know I fortunately had the skills in order to make those to make those what if onlys real. Yeah. Right. Um, after a number of years, maybe a decade of doing all of that, it became clear to us that you know, what if we were to create a conference? I mean, we actually started, I can't remember what came first, the conference or the magazine. I think the conference came first. So we created an event called Camp Mind Your Camp. And at Camp Mind Your Camp, um, you know, we ended up with this tagline, you know, I'll call it that, bringing together the best minds in camping. And we found that by bringing people physically together in a space to talk about the product, to talk about the direction that we were headed, to understand the needs that people had that were unmet, um, not only was it giving us some great food for thought for future yeah. innovation, it was also creating all kinds of new channels of communication. There were no reasons that certain subsections and populations of our industry would cross paths. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just so happened that Campminder had this interest in the intersection of camp business yeah. and technology and leadership, and it just mm-hmm. brought this group together. That's so cool. Can you think of any, I'm putting you on the spot here, can you think of any examples of innovation that came out of those conversations with your customers? I mean, yeah, we just talked about the unified person record that that specifically. Really? Yeah, because, you know, when I started this, you know, you had your camper system over here and your staff system over there and your alumni system over there, but mm-hmm. they didn't really talk together and they weren't really as integrated as they should be. Wow, and yeah. it seems obvious that they should be. But through these conversations, we were able to really envision how it might look if you were to bring all of that together. Yeah, now, are all of your customers, I would think... All their data is separate, and yet, is there? I mean, you're talking about this this notion of identifying prior campers. And is there some temptation to cross deliver data? You have to be really careful about that, don't you? Yeah, I, I would say no. There's not really a temptation. You really can't. For that. It's separate. Each each camp is its separate set of, of and that's data. a very important part of our yeah. agreements with them. I mean, they really, you know, this is their business data. Yeah. Are you able to aggregate data in in uh, What's the word? Non-identified kinds of ways. Yeah, and like ways. anonymous ways. We, yeah. we do have the right to to non-anonymous or to anonymously, mm-hmm. um, you know, provide insights and trends. Yeah, it's not something that we've yet done. But, but that think, would be another tool, right? Another service you could provide. Here's what's happening. Yeah, that's cool. Well, getting back to the community piece, though, just bang the mic. <laughs> uh, getting back to the community piece, I was really intrigued on your on your website that you really. It really looks now like you're the the home 
for anybody who wants to, who's running a camp, who wants to develop ideas, wants to be open to ideas. In fact, you, one of the pages, I was really impressed with this page, nine TED Talks, any work, anyone working in summer camps should watch. And I'm like, that's cool. So I watched one of them, good kids, bad kids, weird kids. I mean, these are, these are talks that I would think your customers want to see. Yeah, I mean, and this is kind of new to us. Again, I mentioned earlier that we never had a marketing person and we realized that, you know, what a great opportunity we have to not just be a technology company and provide technology services to our, our industry, but, you know, we can be the voice of our industry and we can yeah. we can gather all kinds of ideas and mind camps, as it yeah. were, in ways beyond just giving them technology services. For but that's so powerful because as long as your product, in my opinion, right, as long as your product remains affordable, perceived as a good value, having that kind of a community and, and a resource and, and the camp minder camp, I mean, it only serves to bind a community to you. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this recently, but you know, what, what a great opportunity we have to, you know, to have a platform. I mean, we, you know, we, we've worked hard for, for almost 20 years and work with close to a thousand camps and, you know, what, what a great opportunity we have to make a meaningful difference in the world across yeah. this big community. Every one camp, you might have on average 750 campers and all those families. Uh, I mean, to me, um, I, I was actually kind of inspired to like, as I read some of the stories on your website and some of the techniques and things, kind of inspired, like, you know, this might not be sheer hell to run, to run a summer camp for kids. You know, I, I mean, I think it takes a certain type of yeah, person. Yeah, I think it does. And it takes a yeah. certain type of person to run a technology company. You know, well, right? yeah. yeah. But I mean, but you do, you know, what's interesting, I mean, the certain kind of person who wants to own and run a summer camp probably doesn't want to deal with all the stuff that you handle for them at the back end. I think that's super cool. And then one of the things I noticed too is some of the product that you've developed onto the CampMinder platform um, really fascinating. I love FaceFinder. Uh -huh. So FaceFinder, the way I understand it is like you let, you get to take a picture of your kids, uh, put them through the app, a face of them. And then every day as you're taking pictures at camp, those pictures automatically get sent to the parents. That's right. That's yeah. unbelievable. That's so cool. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a cool thing. I mean, we, we've been offering photo services for camps since like, I don't know, 2005, 2006. And I would say 10 years ago, I, I, my imagination started going crazy. It's like, what, what if we could, what if there was a facial recognition technology that we could build into this, you know, because camps were used to like searching through hundreds of photos oh, a day God, and yeah, like, where's yeah. my camper? Right. There's something we like about parents looking through lots of photos because, you know, it's, if I'm only looking for pictures of my kid, then, um, and don't most parents, it, well, it's, it's really the main thing they care about, of course, but I think what, what I care about, or I hope parents care about is the the holistic picture that a camper is experiencing at camp. You know, it's more than just like, you know, am I in a pose shot with my friend? That's yeah. cool. But like, there was a carnival today, by the way. And like, let's yeah. see some images of that. So we wanted to do, you know, face finder, which we've done, but we wanted to do it in a way where parents don't lose sight of the context of the story of camp. So there's also, let's say, micro posts, which yeah. is a feature where, yeah. you know, parent like... This is a very compelling app for parents. If your child is away at camp for, you know, some camps seven weeks, yeah. but other camps two weeks, four weeks, what have yeah, you, yeah. you know, I want to be in touch with what's going on there and I'm checking up on it. Well, I, I appreciate that as a, as a guy who's always been focused on revenue my whole life, it occurred to me that you're really giving camps a tool to sell. I mean, this I'm glad is, you see it that way. I, yeah, I see it the same it way. It is yeah. a differentiator. 
I, I, I believe that we are creating the most powerful differentiator for a camp that they could that they could offer. You know, we don't want to over technologize, if that's a yeah. word, the camp experience. But we also have awareness that we live in a day and time where, you know, parents are used to technology. They yeah. have they have yep. the phones in their pockets. We don't want them overdoing it, but we do want them to feel connected to the camp experience, even yep. though their child is away. We want them to f- understand the value. Well, and then when it comes to renewing, hey, do you want your 10-year-old, now 11-year-old, and by the way, here are these photos showing them having a great time last year. You wouldn't want to deprive them of that, would you? Right. Now, tap, I mean, tap, tap, re-register. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just think it's brilliant. And I would, I would think that that 42% gain that your camps are getting you know, has some to do with those tools you've given them. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I certainly believe so. Um, and, and I think that we're just scratching the surface of po- the possibilities. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Hey, I want to shift gears. Okay. So um, Camp Minor was recognized as a best place to work. It occurs to me that that's not a bad thing to have sort of people who work for you like working there. And that almost, well, of course, everyone wants that, but it almost feels like it plugs in nicely with the customer base that you have. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Um, We, you know, for us, employee engagement is actually our number one goal before client satisfaction, Mm. because um, we philosophically believe that if we can have employees who find meaning in the work that they're doing and are growing and learning as they're doing that work and are into it, then they're going to be giving the best of themselves in service of the clients. And that will actually lead to client satisfaction. Yeah. And I think that that's an idea that resonates well in an industry that's focused on growing kids into great adults. So we actually have the values of summer camp embedded in our um, business. Give me an example of the values of summer camp. Okay, put team first is one of our values. Mm, like that, mm-hmm. that's a very yeah. camp, campy sort of idea. Um, one of our other values is be admirable, which we define as treat other people with respect and kindness and be candid and honest and real. Um, you know, we are a very human business. It's, yeah. it's, um, you know, I think in a lot of companies, it's about like, what are your perform, what are your metrics? Are you hitting your numbers? You know, we care about that. Like we have to stay in business and be yeah, successful, yeah. but ultimately performance at Campminder is equated to how well do you align yourself with our set of core values? And the sex, the, the, the six, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Oh, whoops. Don't that mix is, that with summer yeah. camp. Can we edit that out? That is, <laughs> um, the success will, uh, will flow from there. Hey, on that note, I'm going <laughs> to remind listeners again, I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This is ProCo360, the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Dan Konigsberg founder and CEO of Camp Minder. Please go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. Um, in fact, the current book I'm listening to is Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. I think you'd enjoy that one too. And please don't forget to rate Proco360 in your app when you're finished with this episode. Rating the app really helps a ton. So um, back to Dan and uh, Dan, you follow, I noticed on your LinkedIn profile, you follow a few people that I recognize. Sure. Um, Damon John from Shark Tank, yep. uh, Brene Brown, who's a psychologist who's really in, uh, around a lot now, talking about vulnerability and authenticity, right. and Simon Sinek, whom every, I think probably most of the listeners know. But uh, So pick one or two of those. Tell me why you're interested. Yeah, I mean, I think that those are all, they're all great people. Um, you know, Damon John, for instance, you know, 
First of all, New Yorker like me, I'm huh. from I'm from New York City originally. Moved to Colorado. I'm sure at some point when, we'll talk uh, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, did you move as a kid or as an adult? I moved as an adult. I Why? Moved, uh, so my my now business partner Paul went to see you. Ah, um, smart and guy. He's like, hey, you should come visit. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So once you visit, yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll I'll get let go of my New York shoebox and come sure. here and enjoy the mountains. Um, but you know, Damon John is like the quintessential like bootstrap, you know, passionate, driven entrepreneur who finds opportunity and goes after it with his whole heart. Like that, that speaks volumes to me that I resonate with that. He seems like he's got a big heart. Is that, I don't know. I, I, know, seems I, like I, I don't, I'd love to meet yeah, him someday, yeah, but, yeah. but uh, I, I can't, it does seem that way, yeah. but he inspires me. Um, Brene Brown, I just love, um, you know, talking about vulnerability and talking about authenticity um, these are ideas that, you know, I, I mentioned Campminder is a very human company. Yeah. I really encourage the people who work at Campminder to bring their true whole selves to the business. And that means being vulnerable and honest. Like if you're afraid about something, talk about it. If you're, you know, if you feel insecure, like let, let's, let's talk about it. And maybe there's a reason you're feeling that way that would mm. benefit all of us to uncover mm. so that we can get the, the most out of each person. How do you, so, so how do you get some, if somebody... Like, what do you say? You can't just stand up in a staff meeting. By you got sixty-five employees, right? Sure, decent-sized yeah. mm-hmm. company. You can't just stand in a staff meeting. Who's feeling vulnerable? Share why. No, that doesn't. How do you actually create some action around behavior like that? Um, that's a great question, and I think the answer is I go first, which means maybe I'm going to be vulnerable today. Mm. You know, maybe maybe I'm going to share for you the way that I feel to let you in. And have get, you done that? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to hide or protect, right? Like it, it's this is that's we all, all have things to hide and protect. I mean, on some level, yeah, but I think that it's freeing for me to just be real about what's happening for me and to let people in. You know, it makes me, you know, you know, ultimately as a CEO, I want people to help me. So if I can, if I can be. Yeah honest with people and real about what I'm experiencing. Maybe I'm experiencing a lot of stress because we just, you know, as a bootstrap company invested a ton of money to build this companion app. And I'm mm. feeling stressed that there's certain features we need to add. And, you know, you I say stuff like that. Sure. Because I, I, when I had my tech company, I was like, I always thought that my role as CEO was to be the guy who maybe didn't know everything, but certainly was supremely confident and had a handle on the vision. And I, I really, and I was probably wrong, about this, but I was in my 30s, and I thought it was my job to convey strength. Yeah, and I, and I felt that way for a long time too. And so I've had the fortune of being able to work with an executive leadership coach who helped me to understand certain things. Probably about a smart myself. move. Yeah, um, you know, I don't want to take too much credit. It was someone recommended it to me because yeah. Dan, like Daniel looks like you're going to go crazy. Maybe consider this. <laughs> um, but you know, I've learned certain things about leadership through this. And one of them was, you know what, it doesn't actually do me or my team any favors to pretend certain things are real when they're not. But you have to, you still have to say it in a certain way that doesn't show weakness, right? Vulnerability is way different than weakness, isn't it? Vulnerability and weakness are two different yeah. things. So how do you, I actually you think presi- vulnerability is a, is a, is a, um, being authentically vulnerable, I think is a strength. Um, because, it, it 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 enables empathy. It mm. enables connection. You know, if I if I want to put on this strong face and pretend that I'm strong, Dan, you know, yeah. people can see through that stuff. Yeah. They want they want what's real. 
Um, and, and, and I want them to know what's real because if they know what's real and they understand that context, mm. then they can put their creative thinking in and come up with ideas of their own to help. Yeah. I, you know, I never, uh, until this conversation, I not really thought a lot about the difference between weakness and vulnerability and they are different. And I need to, I need to think some more about not just the difference, which I think is easy enough to define, but how one portrays oneself as vulnerable and not weak. Well, it sounds like you should follow Brene Brown. I, you know, I actually, I, I do listen to some, yeah. and, and, um, uh, so, but I, it's, I think it's a worth, worth thinking about a little bit more yeah. switching, switching, um, Simon Sinek, everybody, you know, people don't care what you do. They don't care why yeah, you purpose. do it. You know, is that, is, do you think that's over at this point overdone? I think it's overdone if it's not done authentically. Yeah, like if yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one another company that's doing the Simon Sinek thing because they're supposed to. Yeah, I think that's pretty um, transparent. I think it. I think it has to do with how deeply do you embed these ideas into the actual fiber of the business. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's clear. Um, everybody has strengths. You have strengths. I have strengths. We all have weaknesses and so forth. Which of your strengths do you rely and don't do the humility thing. Which of like <laughs> your which of your key strengths do you feel like you rely on the most? Yeah, I've actually done. Are you, are you familiar with Strengths Finder? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've done that, and and actually, you know, have thought about that to some degree. I think that so my key strengths have to do with being inspirational and strategic. Um, my number one strength in Strengths Finder yeah. language is futuristic. Ah, yeah. So I have I'm able to clearly envision the future and then communicate about it in a very compelling way that gets people to see yeah. what I'm seeing. And then I can galvanize people around these ideas. That's really cool. Do you think, cause you've been at this almost 19 years, which is a really long time for a founder or CEO at this point. Certainly feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, it, it would seem to me that that strength could intersect nicely with sort of longevity. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think you know, as long as I can keep on envisioning the future yeah. and keep on uh, communicating it to people that inspires them to keep driving towards something mm -hmm. else and something meaningful, yeah. yeah. But there's there's often a dis a really different kind of person who can be both visionary and strategic. Because a lot of times, visionary people right have this great yeah. idea, but somebody else better do it though. Yeah, actually, so we run our business on a system called EOS. I'm not sure if you've heard of, you know, there's a what book called Traction <laughs> yeah, by yeah, Gina yeah, Whitman, sure. right? Um, so, you know, I sat in the visionary and integrator seat for quite mm -hmm. a while, which mm -hmm. I actually is unusual. Yeah. And now Paul, who I mentioned earlier, sits in the visionary seat. Mm -hmm. he, he, he and I are very visionary together. But I also sit in the integrator seat. Um, you know, another strength I have is I speak multiple languages and I don't mean French and Spanish. Mm. And, you know, what I do mean is when I founded the company, I was a product guy. You know, yeah. I, I spoke to camps and understood their needs. Yeah, as you were building it to begin with. Right. I was also yeah. an engineer. So I was like writing the code myself. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was also the sales guy. So I was talking to prospective clients and trying to trans, mm. you know, like this. So then the sales guy and the product guy and me, you know, I was also customer support. Uh, sure. I was also a bootstrapped entrepreneur, so I understand finance, right? Yep. So um, I think a strength of mine is that I can speak all of these different languages. Sure, having and now gone through it all, yeah. That I have this team, I can speak engineer to the been finance part, person. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you can be a bridge between folks who otherwise don't necessarily how to speak to one another. Absolutely. No, that's cool. And we'll shift gears one more time. Sure. Um, keeping with the theme of Proco 360, world-class entrepreneurs who choose Colorado, sure. 
What have you found about Colorado as the home for Camp Minder? I know you moved from New York, started it here. I, yes. but what have you found about Colorado? Oh, I love Colorado. Uh, you know, when I, when I came here, I, I moved to Boulder, and people were starting to call Boulder the Silicon Valley of the mountains or whatever they were yeah, saying. Yeah, it might have been premature. It was but premature, yeah. <laughs> but it actually has grown into yes, that it has in a lately, lot of ways. Yeah. Um, we, I think that Colorado attracts very conscious people, people with a high degree of awareness, um, you know, about themselves and about their relationship to other people and, and to the environment and to the community. Um, it tends to attract very kind and nice people. I, you know, I, 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 one thing that struck me when I moved here from New York City was just, I mean, first of all, the air is so clean. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this feels good to breathe this air. <laughs> and then beyond that, like, these are really good people around here. Um, and I think that in our business, you know, we value the goodness in people. And, you know, it's, I'm, there are good people everywhere. Sure, but sure. I love the people of Colorado. That's neat. Cool. You've been at it, we mentioned a long time. Um, what do you think makes you proudest of what you've achieved at Camp Minder? So I think that's a great question, and I'm, and I'm just pondering that for a yeah. second. Um, well, one, the fact that we've been able to get to the stage that we've gotten to completely organically in a customer-funded way, bootstrapped, you know, it sometimes it feels like, you know, David versus Goliath out there. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, and, and I think that we are telling the story of how it's possible to be successful by never, you know, without ever compromising our values. You know, it doesn't always have to be about revenue at all costs, yeah. profit at all costs. It's possible to have success and also be good and treat people the right way and never get those ideas mixed yeah. up. And, and you feel like your customers know, feel that about you? Uh, yeah, they, 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 they definitely do. That's super cool. And along those lines, but a little different when you think about, I mean, you have been at it again, 18, almost 19, almost 19 years. Yeah. So you could have done other things. You probably could have sold the business. What makes you happiest that you've stayed at it this long? Yeah. Um, I think it's really fulfilling to, you know, now I'm a parent of real human kids, <laughs> right? But who might be going to camp soon. Who might be going to camp yeah. soon. But I'm also the parent of Campminder, and Campminder is mm -hmm. my oldest child. And yeah. I have to imagine that, you know, in another 14 years when my kids are almost 19 and I see the people that they're becoming uh, or that they've become, I might feel a certain level of pride about the way that I raised them that led yeah. them there. And there's a certain level of fulfillment and pride and satisfaction about like, look at, look at who my child has, has turned you know, into. That's such a cool, that's such a cool perspective because I think a lot of technology entrepreneurs, you know, they go at it. I mean, I went at it for seven years. I was exhausted and I sold. Um, I was just exhausted. But yeah. I think, I think though that it's because I had a horizon of, Get in, build it, sell it, yeah. and and I I don't know that that's as gratifying as what you've just described. Yeah, um, and look, I'm exhausted too. I'm going to be, <laughs> you know, I said I'll be vulnerable, right? You know, it's exhausting, yeah. it's hard, yeah. and you know, and I, you know, some some I some of my clients like want us to do more and faster for less money than it's possible, and like that can be exhausting. Yeah, and there are days where I feel completely exhausted, but then, you know. I, I take a, a step back and I look at the whole thing and I say, man, how lucky am I to be yeah. able to serve this amazing industry with people I love doing it yeah. with? And like, what, what would I do? Like, I love 
problem solving. I love being creative. I, I could never have a company that's more authentically aligned with my values. Um, so if I were to sell it, yeah, there's money there, but you know, I, I also don't want to, I'm friends with people who have done that. Yeah. And then they long for the days of all the problems of being an entrepreneur. Uh, so it's like yeah. the grass is always greener. Yeah, of course. Well, but it sounds like too, that you're, you're doing it in an environment with people and customers that you're aligned with. And that has to be, that has to have a deep level of internal satisfaction. Ultimately, yes. I, th I think that we're doing good things for good people. Yeah. We're in the business of serving people who serve people. Yeah. And cool. so if we can support the people who are serving people and help them serve people better and more kids get to go to camp and have the kind of formative experience that I had going to camp, then we're really doing something good in the world. And that's, that's meaningful. Cool. Hey. It's a great place to end, and I'm going to wrap us there. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and today on Proco360, you've been listening to my conversation with Dan Konigsberg, founder and CEO of CampMinder. Dan, thanks. That was a cool conversation. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it, too. Good. Appreciate hey, it. listeners, thanks for joining me on Proco360, where we say, live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco360 podcast and submitting a review. Thanks again to show sponsors, Microstar Keg Logistics, Community Banks of Colorado, Kinsley Meetings, Total Coaching Systems, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. And a final thanks here to Mike, my engineer at Third and James Studios. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. Colorado.